0: I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz.
1: I am Janice Leibovitz and you are my People of the Book. My guest today is Nozuko Siotula, I hope I pronounced that correctly, and yeah. Nozuko Welcome to the show. We are going to be chatting about your book, Christopher. It's so great to have you with me.
0: Thank you, Janice. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm really excited to speak
1: about the book. And your book, I mean, it's your, your debut novel. You, This is the first book you've written. Yeah. It was actually the runner-up in the Dinane debut fiction was a runner up for the, the Dinane Debut Fiction Awards in 2020, am I correct? And that those awards are run by Jakana, who yes. published the book. Yes. Congratulations, definitely in order for
0: that. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a while now, though, to be honest, like since uh, we were all, you know, sent that email and you shortlisted and you're so excited and, you know, there's the hope and, um, and then. I wasn't upset about being runner-up because, in many ways, for me, Christopher was just taking a chance on myself. I mean, I had wanted to write all my life, actually, to be honest. Since since I started reading and putting together words, I've always thought that this is something that I could do, and and there was evidence that I was somehow good at it. Like one a lot of prizes at school i you know i i was always that way inclined but it's very presumptuous to say oh i'm gonna write a book and it's gonna be published <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know that's just until it's done then you you're not going to be so like where that i couldn't be like so proud about it so i was very proud for the runner-up but then you kind of said that Um, you know, when they told me that they were going to publish the book, they said, just, I mean, a competition has to have a winner. Um, And so it doesn't mean that the books that were run up went good. And so that, so that made me happy <laughs> absolutely that's that, that story came about
1: yeah. it's an incredible achievement i think i mean and when you think of when these competitions do occur when you think of the number of, of submissions there are and the number of people who yeah. enter to to be a runner-up yeah. is is an incredible achievement i think it's amazing and um you should be very proud so yeah. I, i'm pleased that you are proud <laughs> I, re- I, I,
0: I am, am. good, <laughs> I good. Am I'm relieved that at least at least it wasn't on, on one score on, on that little thing it's not a pub so <laughs> <laughs> not so a pub at am, all I am happy for um, there are many there are many levels on which I'm I'm happy about it being published and um uh, and what and how I
1: feel about that yeah. I think it's amazing but your background is actually you studied law and that that has taken you that has taken you places because you are currently based yeah. in China. Yes, I'm currently based in, in China and in my in,
0: and in my daily life I'm a diplomat. And so, you know, everything in life is, I mean, I'm a very spiritual person, so I don't, uh, I never think anything is random. I think everything is ordered. Um, And so I think I had to study the law because the law is actually what, funny enough, my final year dissertation is actually what made me write my book. (laughs) <laughs> I studied a whole degree only for me to realize in my final year that oh I really don't like the law but the law actually was what forced me to actually be like oh this is actually a methodology of how you can write your book
1: it's amazing I, know, I think it's all part of part work. of the journey it's part of the journey let's just yeah. put it that way you're listening to yeah, people yeah. of the book I'm talking to Nozuko Siotula I love
0: it this is People of the Book with Janice Liebevitz.
1: This is People of the Book, and I am talking to Nozuko Siotula about her book Christopher. We've chatted about um, how this book came about, and you've spoken about um, how you're a spiritual person, and that definitely comes through in the book, which we're going to to chat about um, a bit later on. The book essentially is about your main protagonist. Her name is Vuyo, and the book is essentially about her her journey and it's about her family, it's about her family background. And predominantly it's about the, the matriarchal line in her family. Well, I found it to be. I found those were the dominant characters. You know, you, you never really know what the author is trying to relay. You know, people get different messages from books. And um yeah. you always you, I think someone said. Um, I think it was actually um, last week when I chatted to Sally Andrew about her um, Tani Maria books. And she said people were have all been very up in arms about the interpretation of the books for the TV series. And people are extremely yeah. upset about the changes that have been made. And she's been trying to yeah. explain that. Um, I know that the the main character who's portraying Tani Maria in the series has described that it's a sister Um, to the books it's not it's not a copy it's not a copy paste and and Sally very rightly said that when when anyone reads a book anyone reads that book differently it's different to every single person you picture something everyone pictures something differently so you know when you think when I think to me Christopher the message comes through and it's it's uh you know, I, I see matriarchs and I see the, the female role being predominant in the book. Someone else might see it very differently. But, but as, as Sally yes. had said, you know, everyone reads a different book and the message is different. The story might be different. But to me, um, Vuyo's mother and, and her relationship with her mother, that theme is very strong. And her relationship with her aunt um, who is well her she's called Romance it's not her real name it's her yes. nickname in it's the not book it's not her real name, it's not yeah. her real name. <laughs> she calls herself that because <laughs> yes. um, when I first started reading I'm like is this a person is this a you know, who is this um, and yes. it's it's Vujo's relationship with, with her aunt and and Vujo's mother's relationship with Romance who is her sister and that yeah. comes through extremely strongly in the book and um, talk to me about about that is, is that what you intended to portray? I mean is that one of the themes that you wanted to come through so strongly? I mean, just to speak from
0: where you began about a book being consumed by an individual with their own perspective. And I think that that's very important. I think for me as a writer as well, I just never, ever want to gift a book to the world and have people consume it the way that I wrote it, because I don't know where you are in your life, I don't know what you're going through. Um, I just hope that maybe you extract something from the book that gives you life, you know, that's my hope. But yes, my intention when I wrote the book was to basically um, sort of evaluate the relationship between these people, because Vuyo is at the tail end of a very long history, and she is the product of a very long history, and when she is trying to come to terms with how she's going to live her own life, she goes back, or, or, or basically the story is about going back to the people who most had an impact in her life. Sure, it's her, it's the, the matriarchs, but there's also the element of her husband and her father. So the, the book centers on those characters as the people who, who are the core of the reasons why she... Or of her deepest feelings, rather, and so the matrilineal line is strong because I I think um, for me personally, it um, I come from a family of a lot of women. Like <laughs> sometimes, like it even shocks me how many the ratio compared to men is <laughs> is crazy. You know, I think a lot of our fathers and our brothers are literally watching us in my family. Like they they're, they're such a minority, and so. Um, I know that relationship very well, um, and I also know how complicated it is. I think mother is a very complicated role um, in general, but I also think in in the context of, you know, South Africa with its own history, it's it's a it's a very very complicated role, especially now if you're trying to balance somebody who's growing up like Elvuyo, you know, um, and, and a person who grew up under a different system, like the two women who are her seniors, to show how external pressures, like an apartheid or, or like family secrets, can really change and affect a person and in ways that are not really spoken about because Vio doesn't know all these secrets until she loses her own husband. It's not like everyone is sitting there discussing. She just knows that she has difficulty her mother. She knows that she gets along with her aunt. She places her father on a pedestal. And these are things when she is growing up are just the truth of her life. And then when she's now forced to deal with what life is in general when you grow up. These are the normal tragedies that everyday people are forced to deal with she makes it as if it's a novel exercise of course it's not for 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 older people but it's important for her to to excavate those feelings and to show herself that oh okay like there's life is light and shade and everybody carries light and shade all the time this is the the nature of being alive
1: I love that interpretation about everyone carrying light and shade with them I think that's a beautiful way of putting it and I like the way you say that that. There is so much that you don't know like. when you're growing up, you don't, you don't recognize that about your elders. You don't recognize, you don't mm. acknowledge that. You're so self-involved. And you, mm. you don't acknowledge any of that, any of what they're going through. And she didn't know, I mean, Viyo didn't know anything about, I mean, when her father passed away she, and she didn't, the only thing she acknowledges about her mother is, and I mean, I know I marked it in the book and I've got so many other things marked in the book. So I don't know if I'll be able to find the exact quote right now, but she says something about her mother wasn't able to love her, that she kept all her love for the baby that she had lost. Yes. And all she knew was that her mother didn't love her as much as she needed her mother to love her because all that love went, you know, the, the mother, yes. her mother felt so much devastation and, and so much love went towards the, the baby that she had miscarried that she felt that, that there wasn't enough love left for her and not enough love was given for yes. her. And she was so focused on that. She just didn't really think about anything else. And the reason
0: she also then places her father on a pedestal is that she doesn't know that her father horrific things and he lives with a, a a horrible guilt so the way in which he loves her is coming from a, a, a different kind of energy so how can you how can you say oh she doesn't do this and he does this because you don't know where they're coming from you know this is the the, the thing about it when your only history really is, is only having been a child and so when you're now developing your own history these things are so mind-boggling um, to you that, I mean, I think that is the beauty of growing up. That I think that is the point when people say, grow up. You know, they say, don't be so attached to a version that serves your version of understanding life. And that is true growth. When you can look at different people and actually truly acknowledge that people are different, that is power to just, oh, I can let you be because I understand that how you are is actually affected by so many things. Some I know and some I will never, ever know.
1: And it comes as a big shock to her when her mother actually does say to her, grow
0: up. (laughs) It's a big shock.
1: It's a big, big shock. yeah. You are listening to People of the Book. I love it
0: when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz.
1: I'm Janice Leibovitz. You're listening to People of the Book. And my guest today is Nozuko Siotula. We're talking about her book, Christopher. Um, Nozuko, we, we, were, we were talking earlier about, um, you know, how... how the the matriarchs and the the female roles in the family are so important and they they are such a a main theme that ran through the book but there's also um, a lot about um mourning a lot mourning when I don't I'm not talking about mourning when the sun comes up I'm talking about mourning um, and the rituals (laughs) surrounding death and just ritual in itself. Um, there's a lot about that 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 also runs through the book and linking to that is a lot about and and this is a a huge theme in the book it's about home home and returning and what home actually is where is home what is home um you know at the start of the book and I really don't think I'm giving away any spoilers here I don't think I'm you know you know, destroying the theme for anyone who hopefully will go and buy this book. Vua loses her husband, Christopher, who the book is named for. And Christopher was much older than her. He was an older man. Mm. Um, He was Scottish, actually. Mm. And Mm. her mother keeps insisting that she return home with her. And home is the family homestead understandably, Vuyo has not lived on the family homestead for many years. She's not returned for quite some time. And she's been in the city. She's been living with her husband, even though they were not married for very long. And she keeps refusing. And eventually, to her mother's surprise, she agrees and she returns home. And it's a bit of a shock to her system. And she goes back home. And there's a lot about, throughout the book, it talks about where people find themselves, where is their place, where is home. And she also talks about the beach house, which is actually where where Mm. Christopher lost his life. And she talks about the the home that they had bought, the Mm. home they had established. Talk to me about about this theme of home and, and ritual and return. For me, home is
0: an important concept because I am exceptionally close to my family. And now having all of us be all over the world it was important or well it became significant to redefine what home is and you do that through ritual oh we call each other at six o'clock oh we have a family whatsapp group on this day we all send this person birthday like you re-establish the 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 comfort and the closeness that you had when you all came home to at like at the end of the day Um, and had dinner together but now when you don't have that you have to find different ways and so that also happens when you have pain when you have pain and you had built up a certain life with someone in order to go on you have to mourn them and you have to um, be at peace with that and then you have to recreate sort of a, a, a new version of home and rituals play, I mean, that is just a, a, um, part of African heritage culture um, to be ritualistic and also it's part of Christianity as well. And so it was, it was, it fed into the other themes as well, but it was important to explore that because I think that as part of the arc of growth, you have to get to a place where you are stabilized as a person and you have a base for not only your emotions but from the place from which you're going to grow your life and of course when we meet will she's in a very detrimental situation because um, her children are coming and she has she has no she's actually almost run out of time and her agreeing to go back, her mother it could be read you know by anybody you can make it up and say maybe she agreed because she was just like uh, you know let me go where my people are from maybe that will give me a sense of home but she quickly realizes when she's there that actually this isn't home and then even when she looks for christopher at their home now not only is now physically not there it's also just it's not the same place that she had left the last time she was there and so she has to dig deep to find uh, that element (coughs) of home. And I know it's very lazy to say home is what you make it, but making it is is the hard part. That's the hard part of living is that, okay, I have to not only buy the furniture, but I also then have to clean it up. I have to present it. And all of that is you doing that. You have to do that. And it takes something out of, it also takes something, it takes you putting something back into it. And I think in short, that is what home would be. It's what you put in and what, and what it means from what you get out of it. That's what I was actually trying to, my mind was at when I was exploring that because I, I, my whole thought process was about exploring the arc of growth and, and understanding that when you lose something, um, particularly when I was thinking about when I started writing the book, I mean, I was mourning my youth. <laughs> Personally, I was mourning the, uh, the like, you know, the 20s and you know where other people thought the 20s were supposed to be amazing for me it was just confusion and horror and and i went through very deep emotional things for anything that i had ever experienced until that point and it really was like it started off great and then it went really really bad and then you know, then you kind of get to a place where you stabilise and then all of a sudden everything just kind of comes together and you understand retrospectively how you got to that place. And so it's the same place with the concept of home in the book.
1: You mentioned that that even when she returns to, to their beach house and she's hoping to find some remnant of Christopher there, and obviously he's not there, he has died. And yeah. she starts to, yeah. to panic and she starts to question whether he's arrived on the other side. And yes. she, she starts to, she's, she's very worried about this. And yeah. she, she's worried about, did he get there? How did he get there? Is he there? And she starts to go to a very dark place. And yeah. she starts to question, you know, when she passes, she starts to say, well, she's never going to get there. You know, she's not going to be yeah. in that same place that he has got to. And yeah. it, it starts to, she starts to spiral and she's to, to panic and she starts to wonder, where is this place? And yeah, it's, it's you speak about the ritual of death. I mean, um, and I know, And in the beginning of the book, you mentioned, you know, when someone passes and a candle has to be lit and a candle has to remain lit. And in the Jewish religion, it's the same. Like sitting shiva, that's what it's
0: called.
1: Yes, Yes. and a lot of people, so for for that shiva week, shiva is seven. So for that shiva week, for the the first week, a candle uh, has to remain lit to guide the soul on its journey. And for some people, they keep that candle lit for that whole first year that the person um, has passed. So that candle was very symbolic, I, I thought you know there's so many similarities between different religions and, yeah. and their mourning rituals when someone passes away I found that so interesting in the, the beginning early on when she um, when Ryo has has she's on the homestead and she's trying to she's meeting up with all these people who are her her family actually she doesn't really know them very well And she just, she's kind of noticing these people and and she has vague memories of who they are and how they're connected. And she has what I found quite a definitive conversation with a guy by the name of Clanky. And she, (laughs) (laughs) I loved her conversation with him because he is, he's a combination of wisdom and and he's a great combination of wisdom and ignorance. She accuses him of knowing nothing but cause he won't go to school. And she keeps telling him, you need to go to school. Why aren't you in school? Yeah. And he tells her yeah. school's a waste of time. And 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 he, yeah. he's he's explaining the, the the homestead hierarchy to her and about, you know, those guys go to school and they still know nothing. And, you know, they went to school, they yeah. go to school and now they actually work for me. And yeah. so he's trying to explain this all to her. And then um, a few pages later, well quite a few pages later, There's a reference to a group who are referred to as the down there boys. Yes. (laughs) And I love that because that's exactly who they are because they come from down there, the bottom of the valley. And it it sounds quite derogatory, but (laughs) it isn't really. Down there is down at the bottom of the valley. And it says that some of them are educated and some are not. And to me, it seemed, well, hey, Clanky's actually right. because. Education doesn't mean anything, doesn't guarantee an escape. Yeah. It doesn't, it, you know, because some of the guys who are down there and they, they're just packing boxes in the shop and they, they're driving and they're working for him. They're driving, you know, the cars and they he's instructing them. So the, the whole education issue and whether they should go to school and, and they, they they're still viewing education, they're still frowning upon it. They're still viewing yeah. it as something that's a bit, they're not sure whether it's anything that they really need. And it doesn't guarantee them an escape from the homestead. I think, the, I think you know, for me when I was writing,
0: it was very important to also highlight some of the very real issues that happens, particularly in, in, in rural South Africa. I grew up going to my grandfather's farm, which was a really busy, bustling, huge farm. He was a successful man and by rural South African trans standards. And I mean, and even then, I think he was, it was even more than that. And so when I think about how we used to run around and there were donkeys and this and that, and, and when we go there now and you just see the decline um, the migration to the cities and how that has actually shattered those communities and the clinkies of the world are suffocating in that part of the world because they run that part of the world and in that in that part of the world they are king right but the, there's a larger world at play there's a, a world that runs on money on currency on skills and if you're not equipped for it and you are building a dynasty in the mountains that is very sort of fragile and can be overtaken by somebody of real true means from the outside. You know, Voyo knows this. And she thinks, because obviously Voyo is so self-centered, she thinks she knows what's best for him. He, of course, knows some truths about the world, and that the tr- the world doesn't necessarily work out the way that you think, and you have to take whatever comes and make the best of it. and And his knowledge is far older. He's more of he's had more real life experiences than than she's had. And that conversation is an expose of that. That she's older. She's worldly. She's more moneyed. But in many ways, she's so unrealistic and she knows nothing about in actual fact what is true but it doesn't make what she's saying to him and highlighting to him any less true about in actual fact what is actually going on outside of the mountains i think for me it was very important to insert those moments because that's what's true in south africa it is true it's it's true that there are so many different inequalities playing out every single time and if you don't know, like if you look at the history or if you look at the homestead when Romance and Will's mother describe it, It's completely different to the homestead from when uh, that is a degradation of some sorts, you know. And fine, their family has survived because they're generally a wealthy family, but other families haven't. And that is a true thing, that the existence of the down there boys is proof of it. Because how is it in a communal society, there are people who don't belong anywhere. How is it possible where everybody's family has a surname that's attached to a piece of land and everyone grows up around each other in a village now there are these boys who are disenfranchised, they are jobless, they are sitting around, they're, they're, they sort of drink and are, and are aggravated by the, the circumstances. Why is that going on? And so, I mean, obviously, the, 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 this book wasn't the place to explore that, but it definitely, you can't talk about that space, particularly if you're mentioning it in modern-day South Africa, and not speak about it because it's so prevalent when you go there. Like you can't even turn
1: your eyes away from it. That, yeah. That's why I'm saying. I claim his wisdom is based on his experience of his world. And um, he yeah. says, and he says to her, you know, when, when he acknowledges Christopher's death and mm-hmm. he touches her soul because he says that is life. And she likes the fact that he understands and he doesn't try and justify yeah. anything. And he doesn't try and give her platitudes or anything like that. Yeah. But, uh, but he as much as it frustrates her and the conversation she has with him upsets her immensely yes, yes. but he, know, he knows he doesn't care he, he doesn't, doesn't care. care
0: about her he doesn't yes. care about he doesn't her care. and he doesn't care
1: that, that <laughs> she she is so adamant that he has to go to school but he knows what yeah. he wants in his world yes. In his world. And isn't it funny? Because
0: she knows exactly what she wants as well. So I mean, I think also in many ways, I was also trying to build the the, the family stubbornness. Is that like how can you, as another January, want to tell another January what to do? You should know better. You should exactly.
1: know exactly <laughs> exactly. It runs in the genes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the clash comes in. It's like her world and his world, and he's on the homestead yes. and she left. So stop interfering. Yeah. You are yeah. listening to. Janice Leibovitz on People of the Book. I love it when you read
0: to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz.
1: This is People of the Book, and I'm talking to Nozuko Siotula. We're talking about her book, Christopher. And I think we've been chatting about all the different themes and and, and everything that runs through the book up until now. And I don't think we can avoid chatting about the actual relationship that your had with christopher himself um, yeah. you know i mean you didn't just call the book christopher and it's about a dead guy and he doesn't get mentioned um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well you know
0: <laughs> everybody asked me about that everybody was like but he's he's
1: on the cover but he's nowhere to be found <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he's definitely to
1: be found. But but let's chat about the cover for a couple of minutes because the yeah. cover is stunning. It's, it's eye-catching, it's beautiful, it's bright, and it really depicts the book. I mean, there's a lot about water in the book, the river, the sea, yeah. and that comes through in yeah. the cover. And there's a lot about the homestead and nature. And then also there's, there's yeah. flowers and there's greenery and there's plants. It's a gorgeous cover. And I, know yeah. I have spoken to authors in the past who have had no say in the cover of their books and they have really disliked them intensely. So I'm assuming you really like this cover and are very happy with it. So
0: I, I, I do like it. I do. I mean, I, I, I didn't have a say in it. Um, they just asked, they showed me the final because they said, what ideas do you have? for the cover and and then I kind of told them mine and then they were like you know like just give it to us (laughs) generally (laughs) that's how it works well generally authors have no say whatsoever I mean there's in the end there's just too many things to think about and I'm glad that I didn't also have to think about a cover because there's just too many like you editing this you have deadlines and then printers I cover, no. I'm kind of that it was. You have enough to do. That, that I was just happy about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> so wrote the actual book. You should not beautiful. have to worry it about the so cover. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it really is yeah, gorgeous. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse Thank me. You. Right. Let's talk about Christopher and Vuyo's relationship yes. with Christopher. As I said, he was yes. quite a bit older than her. Um, they were not together, unfortunately, for a very long time. They did not get to to share a long life together. Their relationship was challenging. Christopher is. Let me just go back
0: to the reason why I titled the book Christopher was because the book actually it has nothing to do with him. The book is actually it's about redemption, and the person who is the face of this in the in, in religion. In my religion is Christ, and so he's the root of the word Christ, like Christopher. And then, and also um, because in the book all the characters travel towards a place of forgiveness and redemption. And also in the Roman Catholic tradition, the traveler, the saint patron of travelers is Saint Christopher. You know, so so he became Christopher because of these two first facts, and then. Afterwards, I thought, well, how can he be a man who fulfills these things? So, in a way, who lives and then his death becomes comes to mean something, and then comes to mean redemption for for Vuyo and so I I built the story of their love story last like that's why he came last (laughs) because in actual fact like for the longest time I had many many ideas about like this is what I want the book to be about but I had no idea how to do it and so yes their relationship is terrible and in many ways as a woman you really should hope to not go through half of the things that they go through really you can find a better partner but for better or worse that is her husband and um (laughs) and the love in the end is redemptive towards herself and it makes her grow up the most it brings her back to not only her home uh, but it also brings her back to her mother. it reconciles her to so much of the 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 things that she sort of well, it gives her new eyes to the world. that's the short way of saying it. like it gives her new eyes and I think in many ways that is what happens when you or when you come to in 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 the sense of spirituality, however you come to however uh, your beliefs are shaped up in that's what happens when you awaken you know you, you you gain new eyes and so that was the reason for why the book was called and and how the sort of the reason why their relationship is so
1: catastrophic <laughs> and, it, and it really is it really is It's not all bad. The good comes out of it. good comes out of it. So it's not all bad. It's not all bad. But but calling the the book by his name is actually more symbolic than anything else. Yes. Yes, it is.
0: And I think for me, that's, um, I actually also even think that's the power of it, is that she thought she needed Christopher so much. She thought she needed him with every fiber of her being. And then in the end, the way in which she needed him wasn't exactly like how, like how she imagined, you know. It's not like she'll she, she ever forget him or that she, he'll never be an integral part of her life. He, he, she always will, also because now she's having his children, so she, he, they, she always will. But I think at the end of the day, it's the way in
1: which she was clutching onto him. It has been fantastic chatting about Nozuko Siotula's book. Christopher, it is available in all good bookshops. It's available online. It has been wonderful having Nozuko Siotula as my guest today. Thank you so much for giving me your time. Today is the last show for a couple of weeks because next week is a Good Friday. It's of Pesach. And the following week is the end of Pesach. It's going to be Yontav. So there won't be a show for the next two weeks, But um, all I can wish you is everything of the best, whether you are going to be searching for the Afikoma next week or if you're going to be searching for Easter eggs. I wish you everything of the best. I wish you peace. I wish you love. I hope you are sharing your holidays and your special days with loved ones, with people who you are close to and who you care about. And I hope that these holiday times will be special to you. Um, As always, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Like I said last week, not really sure what the whole mask debate is, whether you do or whether you don't, do it with care, do it with love, do it safely, and read a book.